When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this this is views from midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another rousing edition of the Views from Mint Street podcast right here on the Odyssey Network. My, my name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Carolina Panther country. And of course, as always, on the other side of your video screen, it's it's that way if you're watching this. He is the great one. Lonzo Reitzel here along for the ride as we get set up for a Sunday afternoon contest, the Three-win Denver Broncos coming to Charlotte to take on the Panthers in the bank. That game going to be at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And no Baker. I can't bring myself to yell it. It's sad. No Baker as Sammy D, Sam Darnold, going to get his first start of the 2022 season in this one because... Uh, reasons, because reasons is the reason that Sam Darnold... Because, because he looked the best in practice. That's what the uh, that's what uh, Wilk said. Okay, like okay, I mean, I- oh, oh, no, I got some stuff to add when we get to it about what he was really saying. But but I like it. All right, so. We got that. We got the full breakdown here on the Views from Entry Podcast. Obviously, we appreciate those of you that have made this part of your week every single week. And we appreciate those of you that have shared it around on your social circle. If you haven't done that yet, we would appreciate it very much as we continue to grow the pod and try to turn this thing into the biggest Panther podcast in all the land. So let us jump right in. And and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I understand I sound different. That is because your boy is on Thanksgiving vacation down in the sunshine state of Florida, my home state, uh, which means that, and 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 I, I want this on the record, I am taking time out of this vacation to make sure that these pods get done for you, the people, because Lonzo writes, so I'm a great person and I'm yeah. a giver. Yeah, well, I've been on vacation all week and, and, and I did it. And on my last vacation, I did it. I think on the vacation, I get a lot of vacation, so... Well, I'm on vacation because we're dedicated, and that's what we do, because the pay is great. As the great Jim Rome says, I take vacation because they give me vacation. Ladies and gentlemen, Lonzo Reitzel, the vacation maker. Uh, Steve, we are both Steve, here. Steve Wilkes is taking in. vacation from reality. I just want to <laughs> point that out. Uh, all right, let's jump into this thing. Denver at Carolina on Sunday, 1 p.m. kick. And, uh, you know, it, it, the the overall take on this game, though, before we get into the X's and O's, I don't know where you stand on the season as of right now, but I have just come to the realization that our ability to chase down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, still exists but is exceptionally limited, and it both relies on us 
winning games like this one against Denver, like against, uh, 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 excuse me, uh, Detroit, Pittsburgh, those are the bad teams left that I'm looking for. Uh, Seattle, you know, you got to go on the road and you got to get a win against the mid-tier NFC team if you want the crack at it. It also relies on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of fighting the struggle. They have kind of found a little bit of momentum themselves over the past couple of weeks, so they would need to slow up their role just a little bit. And those two things combined is a big ask, which kind of means that I've gotten to the point that I realized that this is a throwaway season. At this point, we don't have to like it. We do have to accept it. It is a throwaway season now for the Carolina Panthers, which means that a game like this, while winning would make us feel warm fuzzies, it would be nice on a Sunday afternoon to be able to celebrate a win. Uh, If you are looking at it as a long-term scenario, if you're looking at it in terms of let's put together, uh, you know, what, what the rest of the season looks like and what next season looks like, uh, losses are better for us. If, if you are looking at draft positioning, losses are better for us right now. So, you know, I, I guess that leads me to the belief that I don't know that Sam Darnold is the right guy or they're going with Sam Darnold because he looked the best in practice or whatever else so much as, Hey, let's just throw everybody out there. Let's keep everybody on their toes. Let's see what happens and let's set ourselves up for the best 2023 season we can have. All right, so as far as the season goes, we're like Sybil, which is a very old reference, but, I mean, there are, there are many personalities. If you look or listen, rather, to the Views from Main Street podcast from the last couple months, every other week it's like, oh, we're, we're yeah, yeah, we, we got a shot at the, and the next week we're back to, yeah, tank, tank. I don't know what this team is. They don't know what this team is, and unfortunately I think that's on purpose. I, I think it's calculated. We talk about the tank thing. I, I think it's it may be tanking by going, hey, Steve, do whatever you want because you know he's going to do this maybe. Maybe you already knew that he was going to to do this, and I do believe he has a little bit of a vendetta or, or, some, or ought against his one quarterback, one Baker Mayfield, because in the press conference he said uh, that, you know, Sam looked, Good in, in practice. We want to play the uh, the quarterback who um, who understands the game plan and sticks to it. Uh, that's not a direct quote, but it's pretty close. And uh, that just it just makes you think maybe possibly Baker went out there and did his own thing and didn't go. Oh, I was supposed to hand the ball off here. Oh, I was supposed to hand the ball off here. Wait a minute, I'm the quarterback. Am I still supposed to hand the ball off here? It's not working. Maybe I should try to throw the ball. Um, so we'll see if if Sam Darnold will stick to the game plan. He did say, Wilkes did say something we already knew, that the Panthers are a running team. Well, what do you do when you can't run? That's not going to be a problem this week. And you mentioned the teams they have left. There's only two teams that are goodish. And <laughs> and I, I think, well, you know, Tampa Bay, you don't know. what Have they found themselves? I don't know. I, I mean, kind of. They're still not very good. And they're only slightly better than the Panthers. But I said this last week, I'm going to continue to say this. Don't sell Detroit short. Detroit might be the best team they have left to play. They might absolutely be. Uh, Detroit might be better than Tampa Bay right now. If Tampa Bay and Detroit played right now, would you take uh, Would you take Tampa Bay? Because I wouldn't. I, I think I'd take Detroit because they're this close. And, I mean, you know, Detroit I know the did everything was, right yesterday, and they scared the hell out of Josh Allen. 
they did. You know, the 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 rightful heir to the throne this year, still probably not going to happen no matter how much people want it to. Um, when Detroit is, is suddenly competing, oh, it's because Josh Allen has an elbow. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's elbow, elbow, elbow is hurting suddenly. Yeah, well, anyway, Detroit, I think, is better than probably, in my opinion, the best team they have left to play. Might be, and we'll find out. We'll be talking about that game when we get there, but I did you know, want you know who to... is it? You know who is it? Denver. Denver. That, that, that's, that's who is it, the best team that we have left to play. And I want to, we will, we obviously we're going to get into that a little bit more as the podcast continues because I, I think the one thing that a lot of people aren't taking into account about this is that Denver's defense is still really good. I mean, they're really good. They have been holding teams for the most part uh, to that 20 ish point or lower number all season long. And, and, and as we've talked about many times, we kind of know what our record looks like over the past three years. Uh, when we are held to 20 points or fewer. That being said, before we get there, I came across right before we were uh, pushing record on the pod, so I came across uh, this quote. I came across this quote from Baker Mayfield. This is a direct quote that is coming from Fox News uh, and their affiliate out of Charlotte. Mayfield said, quote, There's a lot of things up in the air for the future here, so I don't really know. I'm doing what I can, what I can control. I know how my teammates feel about me and how I've handled things here. So I can leave here with my my head held high and understand that I did everything I could, end quote. So uh, the reaction to that, Lonzo, is he gone. Yeah, yeah, except, except for one thing. There's one thing that he didn't do. He didn't win. If if you win, it's different. Well, I mean, I mean, if obviously if he won, then this wouldn't even be a discussion. We wouldn't be having this conversation. But uh, again, I'm going to go back to saying what I've been saying for a while, which is if you put the woes of the Carolina Panthers uh, squarely on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield, you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. I mean, he has not been good. I'm not arguing with you. He wasn't the guy that we brought him in to be, which is unfortunate. I wish he would have been. But if you're looking at this team and you are putting what they've done or not done squarely onto the number six, uh, you're, you're, you're either a fanatic of the highest nature or you just don't know anything about football. And I'm not the guy who says that lightly, uh, that because I've 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 been told that before and it's very aggravating. Trust me, I know. But if you hang the woes of this team on number six, my man, you're not you're not paying attention, Lonzo. There are bigger problems than just. Again, it would be much better if you had a quarterback that was playing lights out. But the problems of the Panthers don't start and end at the QB position. Well, and and the thing is, your common fan and some people are on the radio and and national. They have to find someone to be the reason. And a lot of times when a team is losing, it's not one guy. There are multiple reasons from the top down. And that's the case with Carolina. I mean, it isn't like they're getting blown out every week. They've been blown out a couple of times, but they've been competitive just like last week. They were competitive up till halfway through the fourth quarter. And you can go, well, that's, that's all Baker Mayfield's fault, but he didn't fumble the ball first. That would be shy Smith. There, there are, there are other things that were drop passes. The defense played really well until they gave up that touchdown. I mean, there's there's a lot of things you can look at week to week 
and go, okay, this isn't all the quarterback's fault. Uh, there's a reason why they're having to play three different guys, and the one guy that they are most confident in basically just hands the ball off. Yeah, I mean, again, I uh, we have said – Maybe it's the receivers, you know? Maybe it's the receivers not oh, – Listen, maybe it's- shy drop in two last week was a massive – detriment i go back to the first four weeks right i mean baker was one in four in his five starts with the win over new orleans and even in that game uh even in that game so there were two or three drops now you had lavisca chenault who had not been in the game plan he had just been picked up by the panthers a, a handful of days before that who had his big play but there were a number of drops there were a number of bad routes and 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 again this is not i, I wanted to be clear this is not me going completely the opposite direction and going, none of this is Baker's fault, right? Because, no, he did not play well. I'm not arguing Baker Mayfield played well. He did not. He was not the guy that we traded for him to come in and be. But uh, I I guess what I'm saying here is if I hear one more time, oh, we're a quarterback away, right? Like we're a quarterback. No, you're not. You're not a quarterback away. You're an offensive coordinator away. Uh, I don't know if you are a head coach away or not, if, if Steve Wilkes is the guy or not. I don't know if you're a head coach away. Uh, I do know that you are likely going to need to to upgrade the wide receiver core a little bit. Although it looks good, and by the way, TMJ, and I want to talk about Terrence Marshall because I think he has a massive role to play in this game this weekend. But uh, of all players with at least 15 catches so far this season, TMJ is now averaging 18.8 yards per reception, which is the fourth highest monk, uh, highest mark amongst those players. Uh, the, the, I'm not arguing the Panthers aren't close. Pardon me. Yeah, but I'm not so sure that they're that they're as close as we would like them to be. And I do think that you're right. I think you've got to upgrade a receiver. I think you got to get quarterback. You got to get a receiver. You might need to be getting a new head coach. Probably, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen. There are there are a lot of things that can be fixed, and there are also some things that are really good on the team, like the offensive line, not perfect, but improving all the time and gelling. Um, the defensive line, pretty good. The defensive backfield, really good. Uh, so there are things that that they're right there are close to being where they need to be, and then there are other things that people are not pointing out. And where's the speed? Where is the consistency at, at catching with the receivers? I think it's like, oh, yeah, we're good. No, we're not. We just don't have anybody else. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on. I think that there's going to be there's going to be uh, uh, some tinkering with the offensive line, which has been good, although it did regress a little bit against Detroit. But as I pointed going into that game, that's one of the best sevens up against front Baltimore. in football. Against, against Baltimore, regress. Yeah. Uh, one of one of the best uh, one of the best front sevens in football belongs to the Ravens, so that was always going to be a massive challenge, unfortunately, uh, for the uh, for the OL. But you know, some tinkering there, maybe a little bit more youth on on the right side of the line. We will find out. Uh, defensively speaking, I mean, Derek Brown, uh, Brian Burns, these guys have all been exceptional, but they could use, I think, a little bit more help. Maybe a pick up another linebacker here or there. Uh, maybe you end up with a, uh, you want to, I, I think you had a, a, a second safety, right? Like, I think you've got to have somebody that allows JC Horn on the outside to step up and play a little bit more tight man coverage and create more opportunities in that spot. The, the, the point here, ultimately, cause I don't want to get dragged down in a, in a conversation about the future when we got a game this Sunday to break down too. But I, I think ultimately the point here is 
the folks that have been looking at Baker Mayfield, the folks that have been saying, oh, you know, it's 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 on the QB, it's it's there. And and I think to some degree, I don't think Steve Wilkes is looking at this and going, changing the quarterback is the solution, right? I don't think he's looking at this and going, if we move from Baker to Sam, we're going to be just fine. I think he's looking at it and going, you know, there's really no harm in experimenting. There's really no harm in trying to find the guy right now. And, and while you don't blame it all on Baker, he clearly ain't the one that's going to take us to the next level. So really, considering L's don't hurt us all that bad, what's the harm in going to Sam Darnold here? And, and I, I think it's a, a rel- relatively altruistic reason to switch quarterbacks, frankly. All right, the Views from Main Street podcast rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Brown, Lonzo Reitzel with you. Make sure that you are following us on the social medias. My handle, at the Rob Brown Show, at the Rob Brown Show. The great one, at Lonzo Onward, at Lonzo on W-O-R-D. Make sure that you give us a follow on social so we can keep this conversation going off the air as well as on it. Let's talk a little bit about this game though this is a uh, it is an interesting one because you are you know you know what this game is and I thought about this earlier and I saw somebody make the reference before we came on the pod and I'm like oh well now I can't say it but I'm gonna do it anyway because I had the exact same thought when we did the pod on Wednesday this this game is the spider-man meme right like the like the spider-man's pointing at each other this game's the spider-man meme it's two teams with a quarterback that there were high expectations on that have not met those expectations, uh, it's two teams that are very disappointed about where their team is right now. It's two teams that are trying to continue to find an identity. I've found somewhat of it, but just can't seem to turn the corner after they did. Uh, this is two teams both very much looking forward, I think, to 2023. Uh, but two teams that are also trying to prove to themselves that they're not a poorly constructed team. They just have been misfiring. This game is UGLY, and it ain't got no ugly by, uh, no alibi. It's ugly, Lonzo. It's, it's, it's ugly. All right, I disagree with the analogy because the expectations for both teams were totally different. Totally different. So it's not the Spider-Man meme. It's not because Denver thought they were bringing in a guy. And that and uh, Carolina never had those aspirations. The fans didn't. I'm not so sure ownership or coaching thought this is the answer. This is the guy. The other thing is that Denver brought in. They brought in a Super Bowl winning quarterback, thinking he was going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Is he? No, he is not. Uh, he can ride all he wants, but he is riding to the cellar of the AFC West, and he is not as good as advertised. So it can't be the Spider-Man meme uh, unless, you know, the, the guy over there is pretending to be Spider-Man and he's actually, <laughs> you know, somebody else. Uh, it's 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 Ned in disguise. I don't know. It, they're not I, – I think the disappointment is greater on the Denver side than it is on the Carolina side because Carolina was picked to be last in the NFC South. They weren't picked to do anything, whereas Denver was picked to compete. So it's it's two teams going at each other. One is more of a disappointment than another, and that will be Denver. Denver is a bigger disappointment than Carolina because we are what they thought we were. 
<laughs> no, yeah, you're you're spot on with that. You're you're absolutely not wrong. Uh, and and I will own it. You know, I own when I make mistakes. I said coming into the NFL season that I really thought Seattle was a dark horse AFC Super Bowl contender, right? Like I thought they were the team nobody was talking about that could make a push, and I was not alone in that for the record. Uh, but I thought that Seattle, or excuse me, Denver was a team that would be able to make a push with Russ Wilson. Russ has had just a, a torturously bad year, the worst statistical year of his career. I, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see uh, what direction Russ takes at the end of this season because I, I got to think at some point Denver's like, this ain't it, right? There were, there were a lot of theories when Russ showed up in Denver that – and and Lonzo, I'll give you credit because you were the ones that you were one of the ones that threw this at me. But there was a lot of of belief that Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks always had this Russell Wilson, but they were able to cover him up, right? Like they were able to cover up the mediocrity by throwing DK Metcalf's at him and uh, throwing Russell Gage's at him and putting Marshawn Lynch's back there behind him in the uh, in the backfield. And they were kind of able to, 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 to cover up a mediocre quarterback and maybe even look a little bit better than he actually is because of how many weapons offensively. It's like the opposite of what they did with, uh, with, with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like Aaron Rodgers are like, this guy's so damn good that we're going to put all our stock everywhere else and just let him carry mediocre talent across the line. And in Seattle, they went the opposite. This guy's okay, but we're going to put world-class talent around him that is going to drag him across the finish line. He shows up in Denver, and I'm not saying your your, your theory was exactly right, Lonzo, but it looks pretty freaking accurate at this point. You know, it's like when you're in a band with some really, really good musicians, and you know you're not, but they make you look so good, and you go out to do a solo gig, and people are like, oh, what happened? It's, it's the same sort of thing. He went there, and people were so high on him, and he has not been that good. And he's not going to be that good this week because look at what the Panthers did pretty much shutting down Lamar Jackson for an entire game. Uh, if it weren't for turnovers, they would have shut him down for the entire game. And if they did that to Lamar Jackson, who is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson, what are they going to do to Russell Wilson? This is going to come down to can he – uh, score with the football, and I'm not so sure he can against that defense. I uh, I want to say that of the games we have remaining, so if there is one that I absolutely want to see the defense have their ears pinned back and just GATA get after that, <laughs> it's this one, right? Like I want these guys ruthless aggression. I just want them blowing up the line. I want them hitting everybody. If there's a game on the calendar that I, and and really to me, this is not just because I want to see us beat Denver, right? Like I said, I've kind of accepted the part of it doesn't matter anymore. If we get a win, great. I can celebrate a little on Sunday. If we don't, great. I get to celebrate that we're still going to be in the number two draft position at this point, right? And I'm good with that. Uh, This is not about I want to celebrate. I want to see a win. This is about let's tinker with the defense a little bit. Let's see with the core group of guys we know that are coming back. The Horns, the Burns, uh, the Gross Matos, etc. 
what do they look like if we go pedal to the metal, right? What do they look like if we go top gear, stop the accelerator, just so don't worry about a pass. Just get back there and make Russell's life a, a, a living freaking nightmare for three hours, right? Make him have nightmares when he's stri- – like he's going to have to do high knees on the plane all the way back to Denver to keep himself from falling asleep because the bad man Brian Burns is going to show up in his dreams to get him if he if he falls asleep. Um, I, I want to see what this defense looks like if they play more aggressive, if they're really genuinely attacking at the line, if they're trying to blow up the quarterback's day, because if they look good and they are relentless and the DBs don't suffer and the passing game doesn't get better out of Russell Wilson, then I think we've got a little bit of an idea, though, as to what this offense can be designed to do next year when we are expecting to compete for the division. If you put... Visions in my mind of Brian Burns showing up, doing that thing, and 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 Russell Wilson running <clears throat> snakes on the plane. Except it's Brian Burns on the plane. It's just, just I'm uh, tired of these mother bleeping Burns on my mother bleeping plane. Wow, uh, I I hope you're right. I really do, and I think this is the game to do that because Denver doesn't really have a running game to speak of. So you should be able to pin your ears back and go. And on the other side, Carolina is pretty good at uh, stopping the run. So, I, I mean, on the same side, we're talking about the same side. It's pretty Burns is in my head now. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I, re- I literally will have some nightmares tonight. I, uh, I just, I don't trust Russell Wilson. I, I've always thought he was overrated. And I think this is a chance for the defense for the Carolina Panthers to shine uh, even more so than they did last week because I thought they had a great game last week. And I think they can do the same as well as I think maybe a shot at some more takeovers uh, or takeaways rather on the defensive side because if Russell's running for his life, he's probably going to throw it away and uh, uh, might be a chance for some interceptions. Yeah, and, and again, I think that's – I'm not doing it. I'm not turning these guys loose. I'm not taking the leash off the dogs right now. Because I really like, I really want to win against Denver. Like I agree with you, Denver's not that good. Uh, Russ has Russ has been a bust, right? I think we can call him Busta Wilson at this point. <laughs> good joke. I know. Pat on the back. Uh, it's the first time good. I heard it, so I thought it was pretty good. So. <laughs> it's uh, he's 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 not that good. He's gettable. Uh, the lineup has has been uh, not great, not great, not great for the Denver Broncos. So what I want to see is just what does this defense look like? What is it? And, and, and by the way, it's not just about what does this defense look like getting to the quarterback, right? Like we, we know how good each individually can be, but if you're running wholesale blitzes, creative blitzes, right? Let's throw a couple of fire dog blitzes in there. Let's just send everybody. Let's say, let's throw a jailhouse. Let's disguise some blitzes. Let's roll some coverages, make it look man, roll back to zone and send an extra guy off the edge. Like let's try every flavor of ice cream in the store out to find out which one we like and which one works the best so that we can kind of towards catering. I guess the the, the point that I'm making here uh, as the dorky science-minded football fan that I am is I want to do an experiment tomorrow, Sunday, whatever day it is you're listening to this. I want to do an experiment against the Denver Broncos, right? 
And we know what the control is. We saw it against Lamar last week. We saw it a couple weeks before that uh, against Arizona. When you have these types of quarterbacks that are able to get away from pressure and extend plays, but now I want to try the experiment. We've got the controls. Now let's just throw everything at Russ. Let's throw everything, because they're going to do it to us, too, with Sam Darnold back there. As I mentioned, Denver's defense is one of the better four or five defenses in the league right now. I want to throw everybody at Russ. I want to see how the defense, I don't care how Denver responds to it. I want to see how the defense responds when they are they are taken off the leash and just allowed to go play because it does two things. One, it lets us know, okay, do we really have the defense we need to work on next year? Or do we, are there some spots we need to, to, to go grab some more guys who can fill some more responsibilities in? Uh, and number two, it lets you find out who the guys on defense are the dogs, right? Because it's not just about can you get out there and make Russell Wilson have a long day, though. It's also about who's putting in that 125% when the playoffs are effectively out of reach, right? Like who is going to go out there and bust everything they got to, to try to get a dub when they are called upon to do a little more on a Sunday when the playoff race is all but out of reach. I think this gives you a really good read on, as we have talked the last few weeks, who are the true foundation of this pr- uh, franchise starting next year. And I think we already know that. I think, I think we, I think we, uh, to a certain degree, I think we know that the defense, these are the guys. I mean, this is this is what this team is. It's a defensive team. It's a running team. I think I think the running game is pretty much solidified too. Uh, so and same with the offensive line. Um, I I do agree that it's a chance for them to shine further because you're going up against another team, a team that thinks Carolina is their get right game. When really Denver is Carolina's get right game. But when you're getting, I don't know, I don't know how you get right. What getting right absolutely is in this case because if you win more you drop further down the list for the uh, number one number two three whatever draft pick uh but if you win you still win i i mean winning i don't think is ever bad i know there are people who are rooting against the winning i don't understand that um and uh if carolina wins the rest of their games which is a possibility um I'm sure we'll expand on Sam Darnold a little bit because he might be the reason why they wouldn't. But if they were to win the rest of the games, there would be people absolutely angry about it. Ticked off that Carolina messed around and won and cost themselves one of the better quarterbacks out there. Well, as we have talked about a million times, a million times again, and we'll continue to do so, at the end of the day, it's about football philosophy, right? Like there are some people who want to win at all measures now, and there are some of us that look and go – Look, a full a full season is more important, right? Like if you finish the season five and five and twelve, and you go, yeah, but like we fought till the bitter end, like great man, but now you're not getting one of the best quarterbacks coming out of the draft next year. So you have made 2023 probably possibly worse in order to make 2022 also still be a, a season that we never talk about again, right? And, Trade and, capital, and, yo. Trade capital. Think about it. Trade capital. You can afford to make some wins because you have all of those picks and you can trade some of those to move. I I get it. But also, if you just suck and you have the number two pick, then you also still have eight, seven more picks, right? Like you don't have to trade anything. So anyway, uh, like I said, I just want to see defensively anyway. I just want to see the old ruthless aggression coming out on Sunday.
All right, let's take a look at the tail of the tape between these two teams as we get set for Denver versus Carolina on Sunday. You are listening to the views from Mint Street Podcast right here on the Odyssey Network. Rob Brown, the great one, Lonzo Reitzel. We appreciate you guys joining us three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when we drop these pods. And, of course, if you don't mind, share it around in your social circle as well so you don't miss an episode including monday when we drop you another episode uh looking back at and reviewing the uh, weekend's game looking forward to that one but let's get into again the tale of the tape in this one three and eight carolina hosting three and seven denver both coming off losses that got away from them late in the game denver was Denver lost to the Raiders. All right. I'm not listening. I'm not saying that that means we have to beat them, but Denver lost to the Raiders. It just is what it is. An overtime game. The Raiders tied the game with less than 20 seconds to play in regular time and then won it in OT. The Panthers on the flip side, three fourth quarter turnovers with the Ravens scoring 10 unanswered off of them to win 13 to three over Carolina. But We return to the bank. Carolina has won two in a row at home at this point and are still alive in the NFC South. Uh, This one is going to be, again, Sunday, kickoff at 1 p.m. How about this number, Zoe? Seven meetings all time between Carolina and Denver. We are one in six. The last time the Carolina Panthers beat the Denver Broncos, sorry, the only time the Carolina Panthers beat the Denver Broncos was all the way back. In 2008, the Broncos on a four-game winning streak as it stands right now against the Panthers. Yeah, well, that was uh, with probably better quarterbacks like John Elway and some guys like that, and they don't have that right now. They uh, have some guy named Russell Wilson. So I uh, And the fact that they struggle with the Raiders, that's a good sign for the Panthers. But it's also, you got to think about it, they're AFC West rivals in the in, – and we are, uh, as we're recording this podcast, we're a day away, in some cases tonight, of rivalry games in college football. So rivalry will make you build up a little bit more. So I think maybe they played above their standing to actually compete against the Raiders because probably they shouldn't compete against the Raiders. Yes, I believe Denver is that bad. I really do. Um so I cannot wait for Sunday for Carolina to get this victory. But there's one thing that I'm really scared of that, I, that I'm scared could stop the victory. And his name is Sam Darnold. That is, that, that, that is my, that is my fear uh, that Sam Darnold gets in there and starts throwing interceptions because that's what he does. And the fact that Steve Wilkes would be forced to go back to Baker Mayfield because PJ is not ready yet. Will he pull uh, Sam Darnold if he starts throwing to the other team? I got to imagine no, Zoe, because it, it, like, why else would you already go to him, right? I, I think at this point, nobody said it outright. But I got to imagine that at this point, you have basically created a scenario where you are protecting the draft pick you sent to Cleveland, right? You're trying. You're you're, you're going to do what you can because I got news for you. I won't be shocked though if PJ Walker comes back from the high ankle sprain and uh, we hear Wilkes go, "Hey, hey, let's see what he can do, right? Let's see what he can do." I mean, maybe he's the guy. Man, 
I think they're trying to keep Baker on the bench. I've, I've kind of come around to believe. For a while there, I'm like, no, nah, I think that's a bit conspiracy theorist. But now it's like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Uh, you have the justified excuse of, let's see if Sam's the guy. I don't know. I just, we'll see, I guess. I mean, but, but, but how much more would Baker have to play for it to be 70%? There's not, not a lot of games left. And if you only play in portions of games, um, I, I mean, it will start to creep up. But I don't know if he's played enough, even if he played the rest of the year. Yeah, I'd have well, to go do the math. I'd have to yeah. go do the math, and I hate math, and I'm on vacation, so I'm not going yeah, to. Maybe for yeah, Monday we're, show. We're we're both stuck in Steiner math forever, so we can't. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll struggle with that. I just Sam Darnold might be seeing ghosts already before he gets out there Sunday. And that's, all right, let's that's take a look at some of the team by team numbers here in term in terms of overall offense. Carolina. 286.1 yards per game. That is good for 31st in the National Football League. While the Denver offense isn't all that impressive, they are better by about 40 yards a game. They're averaging 326.4, ranked 21st in the National Football League. Uh, do have relatively, and, and again, you got to keep in mind that this is all season long, and we have seen the evolution of Carolina running game. Carolina right now, the 19th best rushing yards per game team in the NFL, averaging over 110 yards per game on the ground. Even with, what, how many yards did we have last week on the ground against Baltimore, Alonzo? Like seven? It's dramatic, yeah, it but been, it wasn't good. It might have been like 18 or 19. It was bad. It was bad. Even with that number, 19th best, averaging a buck 10. Denver averaging 102.6, the 25th best rushing attack. The passing attack, you know, we've kind of bagged, we've kind of, kind of bagged a little bit here uh, on Russell Wilson and his time in Denver, but so they are right in the middle of the pack in terms of net passing yards per game. Carolina averaging 175.5 through the air on the ground, 29th in the league. Denver, 223.8, good for halfway down. So I guess the point here would be, while I'm all fine to talk about the fact that Russell Wilson has been mighty disappointing during his time in Denver so far, Lonzo, the numbers in terms of yardage aren't that bad. We will still need to play a good passing defense if we don't want to let Russell kind of stake his claim against us. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, the other thing is, I, I mean, it's hard to find consistency on the Panther side when you've got a different quarterback playing every week. And uh, Wilkes addressed that in his press conference, pretty much saying, hey, it's about the system, Rob. I don't know if you knew that. It's it's about the system. A system is in place uh, because uh, someone was asked, someone asked him about the fact that the quarterback is the most important player uh, in the NFL on every team, how difficult is it to play three different guys? And he said the system is in place. So trust the process. The system is in place. Okay. Thumbs up, Steve, I guess. Uh, sacks allowed. In terms of offensive line play, Carolina has allowed 26 sacks so far this season. That is tied for 18th in the league. Denver, 33, 28th in the league in terms of sacks allowed. You can get to Russell and you can bring him down, and this is one more reason that I want to see the boys teed off and let loose. Uh, Third down efficiency, we're almost the same team. Third down efficiency, the Panthers are converting at a 28% clip. The Denver Broncos, a 28%. 
0.2% clip, which is good for dead last and second to dead last in the National Football League. Uh, This game is going to see a lot of extra possessions going both directions based on these numbers. Woo! I do, you know, last and, and dead last. Can't wait. I, I mean, there's there's some guys out there going, I cannot wait for this game. Good thing we're in the market or we wouldn't be watching this game without, <laughs> without you know, the NFL.com stuff. Um, here is, so here is the most interesting number. And I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to read this number and then I'm going to keep you on the screen uh, because I'm very, very curious as to your reaction for this. Points per game. The Carolina Panthers are 25th in the National Football League, averaging just 18.8 points per game. The Denver Broncos are averaging 14.7 points per game, good for dead last in the entire National Football League. Wow. I'm uh, I'm, I'm completely shocked, especially considering where they're playing in the AFC West, where people were stacking their teams to try to outscore Kansas City and they're they're last okay by the way not last in the AFC West people last in the league let Russ ride on out of Denver and uh don't <laughs> let Russ drive because it ain't working all right uh defense let's flip it around look at the other side of the ball Carolina allowing 357.5 yards per game that is good for 22nd in the league I tried to tell y'all Denver's defense is good. They are averaging 302.1 per game. That is the third fewest yards allowed in the entire National Football League. Against the run, the Panthers allowing 137 a game. Broncos 115 a game, good for 27th and 14th in the league. Against the pass, Carolina averaging, allowing 220.5 yards per game, good for 18th. Denver, 186.8. They are the third best defense in the NFL, Lonzo, against both the run and the pass. Well, thank goodness that we've got that powerhouse Sam Darnold coming out to to take this defense down, to pick it apart, to show them that they're not as good as their stats. Do 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 I sense? And listen, it's you know it's Thanksgiving. Had the turkey yesterday. Uh, my my olfactory senses might be a little jacked up because there was just a, a cascade of delightful food smells wafting through Grandma's kitchen uh, kitchen yesterday. Do I detect from Lonzo uh, uh, light, subtle hints of 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 uh, both sarcasm uh, and anger in the way you were talking about that? Yeah, you're wrong. There's no anger there. Okay. There's there's no anger. The sarcasm definitely there. Uh, you like to uh, live in reality, as you say. Uh, that's someplace I, I rarely touch, but I have moments of clarity. And uh, this is one of those. Sam Darnold is not good. <laughs> All right. Uh, in terms of passing yards per game, we just told you Denver third in the league. Turns the sacks pretty even. 22 sacks by the Panther defense. 26 from Denver, 17th and 15th in the league. On third down, however, and this is a spot that could get us into a world of trouble because we have been horrible on third down conversions across the entire schedule so far. Third down conversion, Carolina is holding opposing teams to conversions on 41.2% of third downs they face. That is good for 21st in the league. The Denver Broncos are holding teams to a 34% clip. That is fourth in the league. That means one out of every third down attempt, one out of every three third down attempt that they face, they are able, they, they allow, they are able to successfully stop. 
two out of every three third downs you face for a team in the Carolina Panthers that has struggled uh, in order to turn thirds into first, Lonzo. That is, uh, that, is, that is one of about three numbers on the tail of the tape that I circle and go, this could be a long day for us, and that's why I need the defense to go pin, pin the ears back and flip the field as many times as they can. I do not like your game breakdown so far, Rob Brown, because you're trying to make it sound like in every area the Denver Broncos have an advantage over the Carolina Panthers, and I refuse to believe that. I mean, listen, statistics aren't the end-all, be-all. They're not going to tell you everything, but they'll tell you a lot. And I will just say that on the NFL rankings – Uh, On the NFL rankings, in terms of all these stats that I'm giving you, uh, and and, and I'm double-checking, the the only spot that the Carolina Panthers are ranked higher across the entire National Football League than the Denver Broncos is that we have allowed fewer sacks. Uh, We are allowing fewer points per game. Scratch that. We are scoring more points per game. Uh, and then defensively, yeah, they got us beat in pretty much everything. Um, it is what it is, dude. And I guess that's kind of the point we've re- that that we've hit in the season of it. Just is what it is, right? Like this is why I've gotten into some some debates on the social with Panthers fans because the whole premise of oh we're we're a player away, right? We're a player away. We're real good. We're right there. I'm like, eh. I mean. You can watch this team, and there are some bright spots. There are some spots where you're like, damn, that that looks like we're ready to turn the corner. But realistically speaking, going up and down the page number by numbers, though, we're a bad football team, and there's a lot of work left to be done. I am just intrigued to see what the attitude and the body language of this team looks like against a almost equally bad Denver team on Sunday. All right, so all I hear is it is what it is, dude. But when will it get to where we want it to be, bro? I bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I think that that is part of the exploration process of the rest of the season for me. I think that's part of the process of let's find out what we look like defensively. Let's find out, you know, because listen, it may change. Like there may be some things you see out of games like Denver, out of games like Pittsburgh, where you can kind of tee off and go get some. And then at the end of the game, you look back and you go, "Hey, you know when we ran, uh, when we ran this, when we when we switched to a three four and we walked up an outside backer and we allowed the defensive end a little freedom to stun inside or outside based on what technique the tackle was playing, uh, we generated extra pressure, right? Like we are at this point, I think, Zoe, you use this game against Denver to generate to test all the hypotheticals to generate as many variables with data sheets that you can." to then go through this offseason and pick and prod through and go, this worked, this didn't, this worked, this didn't, and hone in on what is going to make it work for you next year. Well, I think this game obviously comes down to the stellar matchup between Sam Darnold and Russell Wilson. And uh, go Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold has the advantage in this game, and I cannot wait for it Sunday. We, ladies and gentlemen, will find out. We have Sunday, the Denver Broncos coming to town, 3-7, and seven, taking on the 3-8 and eight Panthers, 1 p.m., and then Lonzo and I will be back on Monday to drop the reaction pod to give you some thoughts on what we saw, what we didn't see, what we liked, what we didn't like. That 
is going to drop your way on Monday. So if you're not already subscribed to the Views from Main Street podcast, wherever major podcasts are found now, right now, this very second, like go right now, it's a really good time to go ahead and get yourself subscribed. Lonzo, any final words for the people? Uh, shake off that turkey coma. Get ready for some good football from the stellar matchup Sunday. Keep pounding, baby. Can I be real? I'm still like I'm still not right. I'm still not right from dinner. It takes a while. I'm still not right. It, it does. What, what got you? Was it the was it the regular or was it the dessert? Uh, no. I honestly, I jacked myself up so bad with dinner. I didn't even have dessert. There's a whole apple pie sitting in my uh, in the fridge right now because I didn't even make it to dessert. I was I was too hurt already. Well, there's always today. Oh, I know. I'm going there as soon as we're done with the pod. Like I'm doing. I'm, it's apple pie and America's football. That's what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Back here Monday for the wrap up edition after the Denver Bronco Carolina game on Sunday. We appreciate you listening, and we will see you back here on Monday. Keep pounding, baby.